that out there. Yes. So I know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't always get on the first shot. <laughs> How y'all doing out there? This is the I Don't Know Who Needs to Hear This Podcast. I'm your main man, Goldie Rube, Goldie Fats. This is the second edition of the Female Empowerment, Female Takeover, brought to you by Beauty and a Beast. What's up, gang? It's your girl, Ajali, and I'm back on my bullshit. I'm here with beautiful Bella from Bella's Cut Lounge. How are you today? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. It's I think your... she could give herself a better introduction than <laughs> I know, I know she can. It's okay. cool. It's cool. Man, listen, I go by so many names. You could call me Bella, Bella K. Carter, B. Carter. You know, everybody in the hood know me as the Pablo Escobar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dang. That's all. Pablo Escobar. Call me Pablo Escobar, oh, no, I got baby. Listen, so um, I'm the owner of Bella's Cut Lounge, located at 802 Broadway in Bayonne, New Jersey. Yes. Um, yeah, that's just me. Well, you guys, I met, I actually met her, like, Saturday. <laughs> no, I'm lying. But. No, tell I, them where you really met me. I met her at Cherry's. <laughs> she was. That's fine. She was. That's fine. Tell them yeah. where you really, tell them how you met me. No, well, I, I didn't. I met, I met Bella at Cherry's. She was pissy drunk. And I said. <laughs> I said, are you are you Pri's sister? Because Pri is my stylist. She's a wonderful stylist. Shout out to Pri. That's y'all. my baby girl, man. Um, I was talking about wanting to go short because my hair is just terrible, <laughs> terrible. I have long, beautiful hair, but it's it's really it's damaged. It's damaged. Right. Um, the hairstyles that I like to get, they don't do anything for me. They rip my edges out. But I love them so much. Mm-hmm. I love to switch up my, my looks. I love to. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I was telling Pri that I wanted to get my hair cut off and start fresh. You know, keep the short look, but right, right, right. grow back eventually. Right. And she's like, my sister cuts hair. <laughs> you feel me? My baby. So she sent me to her page. And I was trying to contact her. Couldn't get a hold of her. <sighs> Cody and Cherry's lacking. Yes. Guess what? That's my spot. Up. That's where we do the hookahs at, I was right? Up. Oh, I'm like, you, 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 Bella. I burned down on her, I'm right? Like, yeah. it's like, no. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Oh, here you go. I'm like, yeah, sis. I need a haircut, but I didn't know if I needed a relaxer or not. That's what right. it was. The issue was because I've been natural the whole time, right? And Pri's like, you're probably gonna have to get a relaxer. So, so the back end is she's trying to have a conversation with me, y'all. And she's pissy. Drunk. Meanwhile, I'm like up. Okay, I'm turned. My man didn't pass me my fourth shot. I think I'm somebody. But it sounds like you remember now, sis. No, I do. I always uh-huh. remember. The thing about it is, so people don't understand, like when you when you have to wear this hat, which is a stylist, mm-hmm. every day, majority of the day, those brief hours, you're out, and the first thing somebody recognize you at, and you appreciate the love. I humbly I appreciate it. But like I be looking at people like, bruh. Right. I'm <laughs> fucked up right too. Now. And I mean, <laughs> they walk up to me with pictures like, Bella, look, I'm I'm thinking about getting this. And I'll be like, I'm not gonna remember any of this. Not because I don't want to, but because I'm fucked up. <laughs> like, I don't I wanna like right I now. I was just I happy to catch her. This. You guys, right, I was right. so happy to catch her because I'm like, here, yeah, she's who? the best to do it. Not even just your sister though, honestly. The first person that I wanted that wanted made me want to cut my hair um, was Sade. She she cuts my she cut my son hair for the first half of his life because now he goes to a male barber. Okay. And um, I was like, I really want to cut my hair. Your hair is amazing. It looks like it's easy to do. It's real simple. Right, right, and right, she was right, like, right. Bella. Oh my god. 
That's my girl. Sorry. No, that's don't my girl. Don't be in your face, but just make sure you're in front of Can I sit back? Yeah, you can sit back. Okay. You don't have to be in your face. No, that's it. my girl. And she told me, that's she told my girl. me about you originally, so... Once priest um co-sign, I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely gonna fuck with her. That's my and so shit. I went the book anyway. Right. Didn't get a confirmation. Sis pulled up anyway. Anyway. Mad aggressively, like I'm here. <laughs> fuck I'm, fuck look, your confirmation. Look, I'm here. What's up? Right. I'm like, look, I'm gonna take my <laughs> chances today. Cause she is Presidente. Okay? I wasn't even there. So yeah, but I my trusted that, yeah, I trusted that. She had a stylist, stylist there, and she said, what's her name again? De- Shout out to Denasia. Denasia, I'm bad with names. underscore styling. Period. That's Make my, sure that's my sister. That. Yeah, that's my baby. She nice with it. She, she nice with it. Yeah, so she, she goes, she goes, I could do your hair if you want me to, and I was mm-hmm. like, okay. Right. I'm like, I trust, I'm like, I trust that if she has this girl working here, that that's all she, I ask. you feel me? That's all I ask. And I'm an entrepreneur because before I probably wouldn't have that view, mm-hmm. but now I'm like, you know what? I know what it feels like to want to have someone run the show Absolutely. so you could chill. That's what you build your business and, for. And that's what, but people don't get that part in having a business. The purpose of me. So, right. The, the, the concept of owning a salon has completely changed. Mm-hmm. Okay. I say that to say I was raised in very up school, like old school bringing of things. Um, I look 12. <laughs> I look 12, but I'm She's 36. She's so cute, y'all. Thank you. I'm 36, though. I've literally been doing hair since I was 13. Okay. So I come from a different age of beauty. Back then, to do hair was frowned upon. When I watched my mom do hair, it was like, Oh, you a hairdresser? Like that's it. Right. You know, back then if you wasn't Wall Street right. or something like that, you were beneath. Like you wasn't really doing it. But why you was understand? it frowned upon though? Because it was because a it wasn't. People didn't understand like the industry we were in or the okay. importance of beauty. Okay. You understand? Like this is why I appreciate it when the uh, the documentary on Madam C J Walker came out yeah. because it showed how powerful the beauty industry is. Yeah. But, you know, the ignorance of people, and I understand it, they don't really know the power behind it and how the fact that this shit is a billion-dollar industry. Right. It's bitches that won't pay their they cell phone bill or pay their light bill to get their hair done. Period. People don't understand. Like, I'm in That's a recession-free true. business. Mm-hmm. During this pandemic, motherfuckers ain't give a fuck about dying. Can you do my hair? I'll pull up on you wherever you at. Right. This is like, this is literally like, I'm a legit drug dealer. I was stressed out during the pandemic when I couldn't get Yo, we were stressed out. What? So, you know, people didn't understand that. So, you know, when I was, when I grew up in this industry, I was taught to own a business is to now be able to relax. That means you've, you've earned your stripes. You good. So this is why you build your team. Nowadays, you know, to own a business is now to prove like, I got the bag. I'm a boss. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, nah. I'm not owning a fucking business to still work 36 hours a day. Fuck no, I'm tired. I earned my dude. I earned my just do. I don't gotta prove shit to nobody at this point. I'm fucking tired. You paid your dues. I paid my dues. Exactly. So now I'm lining my teen up so that way in my absence, I'm still good. The purpose of this shit is for your money to make make money for you without you being there. And if more younger girls understood that concept. You won't have to worry about the whole chasing a bag and all that other stuff because 
I was raised on quiet money. What real big money is quiet. Mm. That's what I was raised on. But again, I was raised around a bunch of hustlers. That's a fact. So I was taught big money is quiet. When you got new money, when you got new coins, you the loudest one in the room. Yeah. Cause you got I something to prove. That. I could t- I could always I always can tell who really don't got it. Mm-hmm. Like when I see a nigga and he fly from head to toe, I usually be like, he probably broke as fuck. Like, oh, he wearing everything or he too owns. Loud or someone that's always flashing money, like he wearing everything he got. Exactly. Or he, or he, it's a, it's an insecurity in that. Yes. See, you know the the niggas with real money, they they wear penny loafers and, <laughs> and slacks. They, they probably chilling. wear the same shit all every day. Sweats. They, they be chilling. Or they could even they be, be fresh to death, but they quiet. Before, let me make this clear before I have a I have a significant other <laughs> and make that very clear right now but prior to that you know my father was I was raised with two hustlers let me say that my mom did hair my mom had three jobs my mom did hair at a salon that she basically ran in Bayonne and she had one of the first black salons in Bayonne and I'm quite sure we're wow. all familiar with who Bayonne what Bayonne is mm-hmm. and what yeah, it represents definitely. so she had one of the first black black owned salons in Bayonne she worked at Murray's Funeral Parlor. I mean, you know, I'm kind of showing my age at this point. But she worked there, and she worked at JCPenney in Newport, which was crazy because she was one of the only black stylists in JCPenney at the time. I forgot they had a salon in there. I got my hair right. in there So, you know, when you got that and you got my dad, and my dad, he had a job. He kept a job, but my father was a hustler. That's what he was raised from. So when you grow up with two hustling as parents you get taught a different type of game you understand See, sometimes i think that could go that can have a, a, a positive effect or a negative effect sometimes absolutely the kids that grow up with the hustles of, of parents and, and ones that actually built something for them they kind of like become entitled or because they didn't uh experience the struggle or what the parent may have went through because i think that struggle and coming from uh nothing makes you appreciate things better and it makes you go a little bit harder versus someone that's born into it. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a be completely honest with you, right? I don't know what struggle is. Mm. I'd be lying to you if I give you the struggle story. I didn't have that. I was very, 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 very spoiled. Mm. I'm an only child with my mom. I'm the baby girl with my dad. I'm the first grandchild with my grandmother. So I was given, but I had balance. My mother made sure if four people came in that room and was like, oh, my God, she's so cute. She'd be like, go sit your ugly ass down. Fast. Well, well, let me, let me oh, ask you something. No, nah, dead ass. Like, it wasn't that. She would, I didn't think we was going. No, dead ass. Like, it would be like that. Seriously. Like, yeah. that shit was balanced. So, like, Humble if I you came real in, quick. What the fuck is you doing? Right, right. real fast. Like, my mom found out I did hair in the illest way because I was used to getting, like, how I got checked was, I remember one year, remember the Kenya dolls? Yeah. I don't know if you remember. Remember the Kenya yeah. dolls, the little African dolls, I right? I, I think I'm, I'm right. You probably well, I'm only a year older than you, fam. Don't do that to me. Like, I don't <laughs> no, like you that. You got old soul. Right. The I Kenya got siblings, dolls too. was like the first black dolls we had. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I literally asked all my aunts and everybody in my family for this Kenya doll. Now, I was born and raised in Salaf Court. 
So I'm outside on the back porch with like six dolls I got for Christmas. I'm playing and the kids came over there and they're like, Misha, can I play? And I'm like, no, you ain't get a doll. You better ask your mother for a doll. My mother heard me. Came outside. Oh, you don't want to share? Cool, say no more. Everybody come back over here. Mm-hmm. Call all the little girls back over there. And she made me give away every single doll. Shit crazy. Every one. I never played the cocky role after that again. So, you know, when I when you have parents that give you balance and give you purpose, it's like you could be given everything, but if they snatch you at the right time, at the right age, you'll look at life differently. So when I got a little older, it was like, okay, you want this, you want that. And my father was a hustler. So my father was literally my godfather, all of them. You know, back Muslims back then, I ain't gonna hold you. They was flashy as fuck. They wasn't walking around in in, in kufis and kimars and all of that stuff. And my whole my dad's whole side is Muslim. They was dressed fresh, and they hustlers. So I'm watching them get shoes made to their foot. My mother, and my go, my godfathers, and everybody, they getting custom made everything. So that's what I wanted. Okay, you want that? Cool. Say no more. I wanted coach sneakers when everybody else wanted J's. So my mother like, how much they what? They one ninety, and one ninety back then was a lot of money for That's big fact. kicks. So it's like, oh why? Here go hundred. Figure it out. So my mother found out I did hair because it was in me. This is an artistry that that has to be in you. You can't go to school to learn this. You can go to school to learn the science, but to be able to create something in your mind and then put it and bring it to life, you gotta know it. So she came home one day from one of her jobs. And I was upstairs getting to it. A little girl was walking past. She hopped out the car. And she was like, baby, your hair looks beautiful. She was like, go right there to 23 Madison. That's when I was living mm. right there. She like, just ask for Misha. She came upstairs. I had a whole squad in there. I didn't went and bought two. This, remember the sit on the dryers you fold out? Mm. They were sitting under there. <laughs> so I said, back then, what was what, what was the um, go-to hairstyles back then? Cause so back now, then. I feel like we... I was in a, so I came from the the updo era. I'm trying to get her to tell her age too. Right. She said she's trying, it she's trying to I know, but you're trying to get her to take you trying to get her to take it back to that time. I don't know. So I came from the ponytail era. I came from the swoop, you know, the swoop styles, oh, the pink curls, the, the the sock with the bun, the sock oh, and the bun. You, oh man. Oh. You had to get the jewels. Oh yeah, we was using the Marcel curlers. It wasn't no it wasn't no flat iron plug-ins. You had the stove. Yeah, it was still a hot cone. Yo, I remember. Yo, I, my mother used to take me to pump it up. To... That's the era I'm from, Fry you know. Head. Shit crazy. Frying. You, you going to get the the, the the diamond jewels, and you got to glue them on individually. And I came from the cornrow era. era. So, uh, you know, again, all the guys, if you're familiar with the areas, back then it was, you know, you had blocks. It wasn't no intervening. So I was from Salem, and I was from Madison. So, well, I was from Salem, but I lived on Madison. So that kind of was like together. So, you know, the guys who, where I was from would come around here. I was a girl on the porch doing all the zigzag cornrows. Mm. I was doing all of that. So I literally remember the day my mother came in the house and I had like set up shop, had everybody ponytailed up, ready. And she was, are you kidding me? And the crazy shit is I was charging everybody $25. No matter what you wanted, it was $25. But for me, at that age, you talking 14. Right. I'm getting to it. I'm like, getting bread. Yes, yes. So this is where the legit meet street 
create me. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm doing it the legit way, making my money, but the street come in, I got all my money in a Nike box. Because right. that's the, my father in me. Right. So when mother came upstairs, she was like, yo, I don't know if I want to smack the shit out of you from having... 10 little girls in my house or <laughs> charging them $25 yeah. for something that I'm getting paid to do 50 to 100 mm. This is crazy. Yeah. My father was a proud dad because I had all my money in a Nike box. <laughs> but it worked for me. You know? So I would never tell the story of struggle because I feel like whether some people, some people that have a story of struggle, they lean on that shit too much too. Mm. It's a crutch for them. But but it's nothing wrong with struggle. And I'm a man, right. so this is, this is the female platform. But I just want to... Uh, it's nothing wrong with the struggle because that's what made you. That's what molded you. Absolutely. And, and everybody's struggle is different. I, I was going to ask you... When you first said it, I was going to ask you, so you've never been through struggle, but you don't remember your first perm? That was, was a, a, that was a struggle time. That was a struggle period. Yo, it was a... Like that was a that was a struggle period in the beauty era, like in you know just yeah that time. I'm gonna be honest with you, it wasn't because I my my aunt got rest her soul. I did my first perm when I was seven years old. No bullshit. You did or you got? No, I did my okay first. okay. Woo! I did my first perm. I was seven years old. God rest her soul. My aunt that my aunt that passed away. She was the first person who I ever relaxed, and she was the first body I ever touched okay. in the funeral home. So the way I came in. The person that I came in with mm -hmm. was who I had to take out with, and that was it. It came natural to me. This is, but this is where that's another conversation. Yeah, that's yeah, where that's, passion that's lies. Yeah. When it's in you, when you're doing something that's in you, when you when you pick up a hustle that comes natural to you, it's not necessarily a struggle. You only struggle when it's when it's something that you're forcing. Mm -hmm. When you're forcing something. You're going to struggle with it. But when that shit in you, right. it's second nature. Like, I don't give fairy tale stories. When people people look for, like, this deep-rooted story for me, I be like, yo, I don't even have it for you. <laughs> <laughs> I and if I did, I don't want to give it. Because like you I said, don't I don't want to do that. Yeah, like, like, people, I got... Some people right. want, like, and I've had piss in the hallway stories. I've had I don't know where my next meal coming from stories. Yo, I don't have that. But I respect it. I, I appreciate life even more. And that's what make when people come to me, and I think that's what makes my job that more loving because I get all these stories in my chair. And it sometimes make you reflect because I might come to work on a day where I'm like, yo, shit is fucking wild, yo. I got so much shit on me. I got to do this. Ba -da 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 -da. Mm -hmm. And somebody sit in your fucking chair and tell you a story and you be like, let me shut the fuck up. Hey. I actually wanted to ask you about. Go on, get it. Because they like to talk about barbershop talk. And, I, and, when, and when I went, Baby. and because I actually, <sighs> before coming to your shop, I was getting my hair done out of a home. So that was my kind of first beauty shop experience. Mm -hmm. My home? My home? Yeah, yeah your home. Oh, I, no, no home, I'm just asking. No, my, other, like, my other hairstylist, oh, right. too. Her home too, yeah. but oh, never, okay. never in the salon. I was never going to salon. So that was the first time me being in a salon. So that was my first experience, and right. and just like I said, meeting you and, and having a conversation with you, I was like, "Can you come on my podcast?" Right, like right, that's how right. chatty it was, and yeah. and but it just felt so natural, and it is very therapeutic because mm -hmm. getting your hair washed, um, you know what I'm saying. You're 
dolling yourself up and you're, you're surrounded by other women. Like you said, so many different women and it was just like a vibe. Right, right, and right. It, it was a vibe in the shop. I ain't even gonna hold you. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna be completely honest with you, right? You know why that shit was a vibe? Because I, f- I was the only female in a barbershop for like two years. <sighs> I try to tell you. Shout out to my boys at Jersey Clippers. My boy Mike, MO5. He on a Communipore. I'm so sorry. I don't know the exact address. I forgot. But it's between Jersey Clippers Bergen and, but and Communipore. Yeah. It's right there. You can't miss it. You're going to see that bum-ass Giants colors. Red, hey, blue, chill and out, white. Chill out. Chill I'm out. a Cowboys fan, dog. Uh, you see these bracelets? I could, I could, I could actually Respect. tell. Respect. And you got like a cowboy. My God. Why? Cause we a little arrogant. Yeah, it's I like no, it's it, but some it's the arrogance for no you reason. Know? Like it's like <laughs> that's another podcast. I'm gonna have to come back on another ahead. day for that. But um, well, yo, when you're the only woman among six barbers that literally and the crazy shit is you it wasn't a like sponge. a right, and it's not even like it was like a mediocre barbershop. No, it was like the fucking right. barbershop. So let me right. chime in real quick. So what I what we were saying were was don't bring your woman in a barbershop because uh, she can become a sponge. Bullshit. And when she soaks up the game... This is true. When she... So that's that's what happened. But, and I she told was him, soaking I used up to be the in the barbershop every day as well. And you shouldn't have been in there. the first time I had a short haircut. <laughs> I had a short haircut. Right. I was like 18 and I like early 20s. And after a while, I just started going to Source Row, Free Him. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so um, at, the, at the barbershop, like I, I forgot what it's called. I think he had it with... Dempsey or something, R and D. Right, some I know you're like talking about. In that mm-hmm. bitch every mm-hmm. fucking day, you know. Um, and I had my shit sharp. Sources was line me up. You feel me? Um, Jonate was cutting my hair as mm-hmm. well. Oh, that's my and guy. That was Shout out. Like, it was yeah. just like yeah. a she's family. Cl- she's yeah. clothing. We but as Joe far the as the conversation and the vibe in there, it was just like. Yeah, but it okay. There's a difference between uh-huh. hey, there's a woman in here. Let's have a candid conversation about what we talk about versus hey, there's a I woman in here, involved. but she's one of the fellas. Like, so we just I gonna keep it a uh, hundred. One of the guys, it, right. like, and you had a couple. Yeah, no, no, hold on. Females, you you were one of the fellas, but when people walked in there that didn't know you, there's a right. female in here. Okay. There's a difference between okay. her working there Absolutely. and everybody seeing her there Absolutely. every day. I got my hair cut from Jonate in the last three months, and she was here for three months. So yeah. now when I come back for month four, I'm gonna just keep it real and talk my shit because right. I see she always here. <laughs> right. It's different when you just right. walk in First, like, and it's a random girl. Yo, okay, light skin chick over there, like, but I get right. what you're saying. Okay, yeah, that makes sense because they would be uncomfortable not knowing. Right, what they could say where it would get back. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. So, okay. so, um, what was what was like the uh, the contrast in a, in a beauty salon? Like, what's not? I don't. You don't have um, to talk about what's going on because I actually no, do no, no, know no, what's no, going no. on. But you what's, think you know? I, my lady has a my lady. I, I never got to tell okay. you that my lady. Um, she runs the business out of. She has her own room. She okay. has a hair room. Okay, so I know. All I right. know what's being talked. The, the, right. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So what you can hear? It's not. Well, first of all, that's my lady. We that's my best friend. Like we, we gonna, gonna pillow chit-chat. talk. She gonna tell me. Listen, she gonna tell me. She ain't gonna tell you shit. You she gonna tell me. She gonna tell me. I'm a woman. She's no, she, she'll things. tell me. She'll tell me I just enough. Home. I'm sorry. Because yeah. it's work. You, you go home and tell your significant yeah. about what happened at work. Let me so. tell you. You gotta take in everything. Yeah. You gotta like, take on everything. But my lady also would vent to me like, yo. You know what's crazy? Like this is therapeutic for some women. Like mm-hmm. they literally sit in this chair and they start telling me about their niggas Everything. and what's going on in their life. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, I really don't even know her. Right. But the fact that she put that trust in me, you know what I'm saying? Because you're everything. You're the therapist. You're the stylist. Yeah. You're the the confident. You're you're confident. You're like you got to do everything. You know how many times I've been 
high key broken. Mm. Like broken. Like literally, like I have gone to work fucking broken. Like everything that you could think could happen. Let it be bills, let it be family, mother, father, grandmother, death, boyfriend, life broken. And you have to walk through these doors and smile mm-hmm. as if life is okay. And then to have somebody else come and sit in your chair and they only see what you, how you are. So they thinking like, life is great for her. Yeah. But they don't know I'm fucked up. And they're looking for answers for their life. Like, since you crying <laughs> over your nigga and I'm crying too. Right. I'm fucked yeah. up. I have that issue too. I always say that. I don't know why. Maybe it's because my persona, like, I, I always say, like, maybe I got, like, a healing spirit. But people always come to me with their problems. Always. And I'm always, I have open arms. And it's because maybe I'm an influencer. And I, I engage with my audience. I'm, I share my, my life with them. So they very much, like, feel a connection with me. And I am, that's part of the business. I have to engage with mm-hmm. them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I always make it my business to, to reply to whoever. I, I Like, I have real life, like, IG nieces and nephews and all kinds mm-hmm, of shit like that. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so I understand wholeheartedly. And it could be a lot because it'd be like, damn, I got my own shit. I got my yeah. own shit. But you know what's crazy? There's a saying that it's like, yo, who gives therapy to the therapist? So right. it's like, this is true. You, right. you know, these women, they come sit in your chair and they, you know, they're willing to tell you everything that's going on in their life. But it's like, who do I talk to? But this so is where it your, becomes, yeah, yeah. This is where your home relationship comes in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because so now, now she go home. You've, you've, you've poured your cup out to the world. And now your shit is empty. And you go home like, babe, I need you to refill me. Right. And sometimes it can be hard because... It's very hard. My boyfriend is like old school street. Like everything is girl shit to him. Like... Yeah. That's too much shit. Like, all right. And I be looking at him like, just let me, just let me let this out. He gets it now. So now you know if I it can took, just work on his it faces. Took me, it took me a while to get it. We literally, <laughs> it took me a while to get it because uh, I literally be like, I don't want to hear this. Right, I don't give I gotta a work f- on that part. I don't give right. a fuck about now Asia. Like, like, that's not talk, fair. Like, but I, no, I said it took me a while, and then, and then um. So yeah, it took. So now she tells me things that she feels is interesting. Like she lit. I was at work. She literally called me like, yo, let me tell you. Like, she called me almost like I was one of her like one of her girls. Like, let me tell you, this girl just sat down in my chair and boom, 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 and X, Y, Z. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just was a, I was an right. ear. I learned a long time ago to not, I learned to not give an opinion, just be an ear, soak it up. Yo, damn, babe. Like, yeah. what you going to do next? Like, cause she needs to talk through that shit. I feel like that, too, because I, I be like, sometimes I be like, I don't need an answer but then when i do need an answer i'm like air. motherfucker i need an answer and yeah. right. like i can't give you I, an I answer i'm listening yeah, I, I can't I, give you an answer because i think you. that my answer is too masculine that for is you. a that is a lesson i the mistakes some women make we come in with this tough exterior with mm. men right so when we come in with this exterior with them men are very face value so they'll treat you how you come. Mm-hmm. And I've learned that. If you come with men, if you come to... Like I say, this is some like some situations and, you know, I've, I've had women around me that has been very, like, pro-women. Like, no, you're going to respect me. And it's like, I'm very old school street. Like, I had old... Like, old has taught me the game with certain shit. 
So you come at a nigga on some whole shit, he gonna treat you like that. Mm. You can't come at no nigga on no whole shit and think he gonna treat you like a wife. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that shit don't happen. And even if he do, it's it's with reason. Dude. It's with reason. So I come, I came, I I've always come off very like I got it together. I'm good. I'm straight. And for a while, that's what my that's how my my boyfriend treated me. Mm-hmm. Like you got it though. Right. You good. But I'm like. I'm not. So I'm not good. I'm not good. At what what point did he finally realize that that he's still getting it? Nah, it's gonna take a while. Two years later, everybody is starting to just now become like woke as far as dealing with their partners, Mm. and because it's coming with us learning more about mental health because we're going through this these crazy times and everybody is. And I think people are. I think people are growing. You got to grow up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like if you haven't after what the fuck we just went through, stop listening to your fucking friends. Yes. Stop yes. listening to bitches that got all the answers and have one consistent relationship in their life. Stop going to people. Sometimes you might got to duke that shit out with your man. You might got to go through some shit with your man in them four walls. Without no outside source. Can't nobody tell you about your man. Can't nobody tell his, your man about his lady. That's a fact. I so told, y'all might got to figure that out. I told my I tell my lady all the time, there's nothing that anybody could say to me to make me stop loving you. Mm-hmm. If, and God forbid, that day ever came, if I stopped loving you, there's something that I felt. Mm-hmm. There's something that you did that's the, that 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 mm-hmm. did that to me, mm-hmm. but there's nothing that somebody could say or do that'll make me go home and look at you differently. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you got that, when you when men grow up and get that perspective, you start really, you got to put accountability on yourself. Like, yeah, I'm I'm not easily swayed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, he's he's still learning. Yeah, he's he's understanding the balance of things. They're gonna be there's gonna be some days where. I'm going to need that. Yo, get up. Get to this shit. Because I need that sometime. Sometimes I don't need you to rub me and be like, oh, babe, it's going to. No, I need you to some days that's going to be like, yo, let's go. Mm. You got to get to it. And it's going to be some days I might need you to hold me. Let me be that vulnerable woman to you. I can't be a whole nigga at times. He, she checks me very often. Uh-huh. Like, you See, do I'm not like, have a dick. Bro. I wanted to be transparent as, as like, I've just. I know that relationships aren't... See, let me backtrack. People think that love and being in a relationship is just, like, supposed to be uh, free-flowing and it just happens as, like, magic or something like that. No, it's work. Like, you have to work towards love. You have to have a commitment and say, like, this ain't going to be easy every day. You know, some days I'm up, some days I'm down. Um, And get that understanding with your partner. Right. And have that patience and work towards what y'all want in life, which is to be happy. But everybody has to be happy separately as well, too. Because love happens organically. Mm-hmm. Right. Love itself, that happens organically. Organically. That's not a forced thing. That's something that either is or it ain't. But to maintain what this love can become... Or built what this love can become. Let me say that. That is what takes work and understanding and exception. Because 
you're not gonna like your mate every day. I break up with my man at least 10 times in my head a day. <laughs> at least. Here's them calling me now. I got dunked two days ago. <laughs> I got dunked two days ago for he no was, reason. He was just in the restaurant back. with me like twirling my hair. I'm thinking he about to say some like deep, <laughs> profound shit to me. And he looks at me and was like, you mad as hell. You can't get rid of me. <laughs> Hey, yo, y'all different. I wanted to kill him. I'm like, yeah, that's and I'm a, I'm, I'm the whole, I'm the Zodiac girl. Firm believer in Zodiacs. Mm -hmm. Firm believer. All right. Let's get out of this emotion shit. Y'all done, y'all done took it to oh, yeah. a place and shit. Asia about to cry and shit. Like, oh I'm my God. Um, Actually, I was about to say, my, my relationship is great. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I want to get into that then, right? So, I, all right. So your hair journey. Yeah. And different hair journeys, right? Mm -hmm. So you in a new journey and um and I oh and I wanted to ask when you said it earlier, um it. is your is your hair a reflection of your life? Right? Mm -hmm. And in and I look at it, in Asia's case it it was at this moment in time. So she she made the big chop. Yes. There was a reason for it. Mm -hmm. So let's let's talk about that. So, you know, I'm moving. Okay. To Georgia. Now nah, she wants to after she didn't. Georgia. She didn't met me Georgia. and built this whole relationship. No. It's like a toxic nigga coming into your life and taking you Sis, out. This is forever. You we, we, do we do it all the time. We do it all the time. this some shit. I just feel like I'm transitioning right now. I, I've been through a, a lot. I've been through a lot. Mm -hmm. A lot. And I feel like where I'm going and where I'm heading is like the rebirth. So mm -hmm. I'm taking on a new, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, fuck it, fuck the hair, shut it, take it off. Like, new look, new A, new, new state, new bag. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. New nigga. <laughs> Straight like that. Straight like that. Get on my nerves. <laughs> yeah. Respectfully, though, but um, that's just what it was for me. The, but that's not always the case. Sometimes you right. just want to cut your hair because you want a new look. Sometimes, right. so I don't. Travis just knew to ask me was I okay when I cut my hair, but that's not always. Well, I know the from case. experience. I've, no, a hundred percent of the time, it's always been like that. <laughs> because especially when you have beautiful hair, like when like when you see like yo, why you chopped that off? Like, what was the reason? Like, I just sometimes you just went like, damn. Well, like, for you me, right? hair what? never meant anything. But okay. what's beautiful me. hair? Well, beauty's beauty's in the eye of the beholder. It doesn't matter. It's, it's your hair is your hair. It's unique right. to you. Right. How people look at, and we're gonna get into that in a second too. How mm -hmm. people look at you versus how you look at yourself. Mm -hmm. you, know mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's like the conversation, like, um, you know, getting your hair done for your man versus getting it done for you. Like, fuck you, nigga. I don't, I don't care if you don't like braids. I'm about to get these cornrows. Right. You know what I'm saying? You gonna love them. Yeah, exactly. When so you see them, it's in the eye of the beholder. But so for me, it was like looking at. Looking, at, I'm so used to her with hair. I looked at it like you know, you know, that's that's a part of her, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. that. You know, what I mean, that's her identity. So for her to cut it, are you okay? Like you going through something? Because I'm right. so used to you looking this way. If right. you make a drastic change and it's like, you good? But she was like, I'm good. I was good. It was a drastic change, <laughs> yeah. but in a good way. Right. I was like, yes, it is something going on. I'm transitioning. Like life is about to be new. I'm and I feel great. Like it's mm -hmm. nothing. Cause some people would say like, "Oh, she's losing it." Like, you know what I'm and saying? And that's and that's so sad because you have women that deal with illnesses. That too. You have women I'm that glad. go through so much shit, and 
sometimes people, they take away from the importance of hair because they're trying so hard to promote that the hair, my hair doesn't define me. No, it doesn't, but it's a part of your fucking crown. Mm -hmm. It's a part of you, and that's okay. I've dealt with clients that have had cancer. I've had clients that have dealt with alopecia, tractual alopecia, where they've lost their hair and come back, um, injuries, things, anything. And I've never shied away from the importance of what your hair can mean to you. And sometimes it can be stressful. Sometimes we get to points where in life where we're like, just take this shit off. My mother's always had short hair. I got my, my, I got my first haircut when I was 15. And that was back in doobie days. When they was traveling a blue set to get a doobie. And I'm over here like, Ma, I want to cut my hair. Because I loved Eve. I love those type mm -hmm. of looks. You know what I mean? Which I always went left. I always went left with things. I was more of a Monica look when everybody was Brandy. You mm -hmm. know, when everybody wanted long hair, when... They wanted to twist so you, when up. You was fifteen. You wanted to cut. You, you told your mother. You I to got cut my first haircut when I was fifteen. You wanna know what's crazy? My mother actually didn't allow us to do anything to our hairs in high school. Like, you can't dye it. I know a lot of you women can't like perm that. it. Yeah. She wouldn't even allow me to get my eyebrows arched. My eyebrows was thick as fuck. Mm -hmm. You felt, and the brow coming terrible. through. Damn near. I felt so right. terrible. And then I went and I snuck and got my eyebrows done. Anyway. Right. Right. And it fucked me up. And she's like, "That's why I fucking told you not to get your eyebrows done." And I was like. <laughs> So imagine growing up with a hairdresser. That's so, a mother. Why do you I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's good, okay. Good. Why do you think she, she was trying to do why do you think that that was? Like you think she was trying, trying to get you to protect my natural okay. tresses. Like she knew oh, okay. that that shit would make me bald. My father said it all the time. You have a great strain of hair. You do. It's too nice, it's too fine. Braids are gonna bust your edges off. You're gonna pull your hairline. You know, stuff like that. And I was just like, I want it because I'm around mm -hmm. I'm you know, around other women of other races, but mainly, like, black, African-American, you know, and they have, you know, braids and perms yeah. and right. pony, so all these different a, looks, yeah, and you, I you felt like I look like a fucking yeah. baby. I'm like, I right. look like a child. Like, right. you feel right. me? Right. I want a ponytail. Yeah. So you gotta, I want to dye my hair. You got to find a balance to allow your kids to come into it. My mother didn't understand why the fuck I wanted my hair cut. She could not. Why do you want to cut your hair? All these girls out here... My god sister was like known for her long, dark, thick hair, like just long. And my mom and my aunt did hair, so we never had to not, like, not get our hair done. Mm -hmm. But I never wanted that, and so she set me down, cause I did everything to fuck my hair up, mm. so that she would cut it. And then when she finally cut it, she had a conversation with me, and it just was like, oh, why do you want to cut your hair? And I'm like, look at you, look at my aunt, mm -hmm. look at my grandmother. Look at my cousins. Look at, Look at everybody mind. around me. Their hair is short. So when you're around people and, and hair is important and it's long hair and it's, oh, hair, 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 that typically that's what you're going to go towards. But for me, hair wasn't that important. My, my aunts and stuff, before everybody was wearing their hair in turbans, my aunts always did that. Mm -hmm. My family always did that. Fashion that's, that's was always that. You, right. Yeah. So, you know, growing up, my uncle that just passed away, you know, God rest his soul, I used to say, like, I never had to look and, and research history because it was always taught to me. So when it came to hair, it was like, your hair is a part of who you are, but it doesn't define who you are. And it's okay to say, yo, I'm getting my hair done. 
So when people look at it like, why you always want to get your hair done, bitch? Cause it, I, I, that's my look is important to me. The worst thing is to look how you feel. Right. If you having a fucked up day, you don't want to look fucked up. I wanted to, I wanted to talk to you about that too, about how important it was and how it was a part of self care, getting your hair done, Absolutely. getting your makeup done, Absolutely. and how it plays a role in self esteem and how you show up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think personally. I perform my best when I look the best. Absolutely. In all aspects. Like, no matter what I do in the gym, like, shit, if we was on camera, I, I would have been dolled up because, mm-hmm. you know, I would have performed better. Right. Even when I'm having sex, like, I want to look good. I perform better. Like, Period. if I feel like I look good, I feel like I'm sexy. Period. Lights on, I'm bouncing on it. That's like, it. Respectfully. Straight sex. like that. So, it's nothing like that. Look up. <laughs> they look up at you, you be like, yeah. Yeah, for real. It's but, it. Um, I feel, I say that because I feel good. I feel like I'm I'm getting back to Absolutely. me. After the baby, because I really wasn't happy about my stomach and stuff like that. So I would actually have, I would keep my shirt on. Mm-hmm. I would keep my shirt on, for real. That ass. For now, I feel better. Because I, I said I, I have to, I have to get everything together, mm-hmm. body, mm-hmm. you know, skin. I need to take care of myself because as a whole, I'm just a better human being, t- like, in my relationship. You Absolutely. Know, it, Absolutely. It's important. If you don't feel good about yourself, I think that will ultimately affect your relationship. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Um, I feel like, like, the, the worst thing I hate to hear people say is... um. Oh, you only get in this weave because you're trying to fit an image. Mm. Or, you know, you don't need all that makeup. You look good without it. And I look at them like, first of all, let me start here. If I want 30 inches down my back because I like it, right. it doesn't mean I'm insecure. Mm. It doesn't mean that I'm not good in a pixie or 30 inches. It just so happened this week, I won 30 inches. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere without my eyebrows. <laughs> Give a fuck what you say. I went all the way home today to put on an eyebrow because I need to be prepared. <laughs> Period. Yeah. So that has nothing to do with you being insecure. It has everything to do with you setting a standard within yourself. It doesn't always have to be now. Are there women that do it for the attention of other people? Absolutely, mm-hmm. but I try to force the the image of if that makes you happy, do it because it makes you happy. Mm-hmm. I had a um, I had a woman who was housebound for like fifteen years. She never left her house, never seen her grandkids, never seen anything. I started doing her hair. Within about six months, I kept going, kept going, kept talking to her. One day, I received flowers from her husband with a card that was like, I appreciate everything you've done. Me and my wife just booked a flight to go see our grandkids. Mm. All from a haircut. Because she felt good. She felt good. She looked good. She had like, and sometimes you don't know people's story. So I tell people all the time, stop judging from what you fucking see on TV or, you know, social media. People watch shit like fucking keeping up with the fucking Kardashians and shit like that. And it's like, you know, they go off of that. No, it's people out here that really have issues. And that one thing, 
just handing them a lip gloss or giving them a fucking shirt that fit them or telling them they look good, yo, that shit could really change somebody's fucking life. Just telling somebody, like, it's okay if you want to cut your hair, if you want to shave your shit down. That's how me and Pash actually connected. Like, sis walked through the door like, I want I want a bob. Cut the shit. Pash, that ain't it. All right, just cut me a little shorter. shorter. Came back. This ain't it. I know it ain't. What you really want? I want to fade. I tried to sit her in somebody else's chair. She was like, no. <laughs> you going to do it. You going to cut it. And I was like, hold up. What you mean? She like, you in here with all these barbers. You don't know how to cut hair? And I'm like, damn, she trying me. All right, fuck it. It's the first girl I ever cut. And the fact that she was so empowered to do it, that shit made me feel good. As a woman to know that I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. And then to look at her taking pictures, looking as bad. And she looked fucking bad that night. It was her birthday. She looked good as fuck. Like, I was like, damn, sis. Like, you still with your man? <laughs> <laughs> you, like, you, she looked good. You, so, you ever, so you've had doubts. You you ever tried to talk somebody out of doing that? Because my bar, I had a baldy for my, um... I had a, I took Baldy from like my maternity pictures for the baby. Right. And I'm known for being like the chubby hair, curly. I mean, ch- uh, chubby, curly hair dude. Right, right, right. But I ain't want my curls. Like I, like I'm saying, like I just felt, I just wanted a Baldy. Like, right, I, right, right. I didn't feel like dealing with my hair. Right. And so, like when when I came home, Didi was like, "Yo, nigga, you really cut your hair." But even at the barbershop, they're like, "Yo, you really doing?" I'm like, "Nah." Give me a zero. Like, take it all off. Put the blade to it and everything. And my barber like, yo, you sure? I could just tape it up. No, take it all off. You know what I'm saying? Like, this nigga kept so, trying to talk me out of it. We we talking. We, okay. So when we trying to talk you out of Well, I was trying to talk Pash out of it because I just was scared of shit. Yeah, I think to he was too. My, no, oh, I was oh. scared of shit to use my machine. Oh, okay, okay. Now, have I tried to talk people out of, like, cutting their hair? Yeah. Like, short, shortcuts? Sometimes, yeah. And I'm usually the one that's like gone ho about giving a shortcut because that's my shit. Mm-hmm. That's my thing. That's what I'm known for, cutting. But sometimes, yeah, because you got people that make decisions off of impulse. And, yeah, and then they come back to you and they're like, you cut my hair. Like, no, bitch, you told me to cut your shit. Oh, okay. That so makes sense. So we try okay. to talk you out of it like. This is a business. Is it sure? like this it? Because when I do this shit, I can't pick this yeah. shit up and put it back on. So when we talking to you. Most of the time, it's to make sure, like, we on the same page, my nigga? Because you can't double back yeah, from this shit. ain't no givebacks. You can't call me next week like, hey, yo, bro, what can we do? We can't do shit. You got to wait till this shit go, bro, go, like, grow the fuck back. <laughs> That's it. I got girls that sit in my chair because they didn't watch the movie and they get a whole pixie. And then a week later, they like, bitch, can I get a bob? No, bitch, you can't. You got to get this rapping, yes. girl. <laughs> for the next month. I was nervous about cutting my hair too because I was I don't like, know why. I'm terrible with hair. I'm terrible with hair. I'm bad with hair. So I was just like, I'm not going to be able to style it. I'm going to have to be in that bitch every other day. Like you are now. Yeah, I'll be back Friday too. Oh, God. Anyway. So the maintenance is OD. Um, For certain people. My friend, okay. my friend, shout out Purple Spider, Kaya. She has a shortcut as well. And my best friend, excuse me, she'll be pissed if she if I just said friend. Right. My best bitch. Best um... But she she has a low cut and she always just she had a little bit on top and she just does like wrap the mo- the mousse wrapper set and she just mm-hmm. uses a comb. It takes her five minutes, all of five minutes, and I'm just like 
I want to learn how to do that because it seems easy, easier than me dealing with this shit doing. in real life because my sisters pretty much are my stylists from stylists. Like, I get my hair done, but they touch me up when it's time to go out on the weekends. Baby hairs, like, they do everything for me. And sometimes they can't be there. So I'm like, I really got to get my shit together and start doing my own fucking hair. Like, Asia, mm-hmm. come on, you're getting too old for this shit. So I'm like, maybe let me try to show hair. And I'm a, I told you, I tried to tell you, teach me how to do this shit. Okay. I told what's her name, I need help. Right, but we got to get you together before you leave. <laughs> no, Bella said, she we said, it's tutorial. not going to be the same, Asia. You'll be it's back. Not, You're just going to come back. Because I was under the impression that she was still saying I didn't find out until she came that day that she was moving. Mm. So in my mind, I'm like, it's not. But now that I know you're leaving, yeah. now we're forced to kind of show you. Like, now I, you gotta, I, now I you chose gotta y'all get to start me out, to mold me, get my shit. And I'm like, when I get down there, I have somebody right, maintain right, it. Right, 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 right. But this, the shit is crazy because even, even Kita, shout out to Kita, your sister, yeah. for starting her hair journey, Kita locked her hair. Oh, yeah, my and it was like... Yeah. So we're tired of dealing with and, out yeah. here. And my, you know, and my lady does Kita's hair. So mm-hmm. Kita goes down to Atlanta now and she's like, yo, I got to find somebody that's going to keep twisting I, my shit every, every a, month. You know what I mean? It's I like, I have a client that moved to North Carolina, right? <laughs> Sis got all her size of her hair. Shout out to my homegirl, Sharon. She's crazy as hell. Sis got the size of her hair uh, shaved off. And then she used to just have me sew the top in. So she moved to North Carolina. I'm like, you know, okay, well, I'm going to put you into this package. And she's like, thank you, but there's no hair in here. So I'm like, well, the fuck you want me to do? <laughs> so she's like, you're not going to make me, like, the piece to put here? Why the fuck am I supposed to do that, Sharon? She's like, oh, I'm going to just, like, I'm going to measure the hair out. I'm going to measure the space out for you. She would literally mail me. A, a dome cat of a, like a drawer out mm-hmm. of the space that I sewed in. I would have to sew the hair down, cut it, and mail it back to her. Then she would go to someone that she knew. She found the barber, thank God. Go to the person, have them sew it down. She would FaceTime me with the razor comb, you know, the comb that I use. And I would literally have to guide her through because she refused to sit in somebody's chair. Mm-hmm. We did that shit for like seven months. I was so happy when she found somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy. Like, thank you. Because right. this shit. All right. So, yeah, is your confidence at a at a 10? Like me? Okay. Someone comes in, hair fucked up. Take the hat off. Oh, my. Like, you ever saw Beauty, uh, Beauty mm-hmm. uh, whatever movie that was, mm-hmm. took the hat off. Mm-hmm. Hair just looked like a chihuahua under the mm-hmm. hat, right? And it's you like, yo, I don't know if I could do this shit. Like, I don't. You know Every what I'm time. saying? And then you do it. And it's like, yo, I fucked this shit. I bodied this shit. Like, I ain't even know I could do this. Like, Every time. Yo, my lady be like, yo. She be sending me pit like, yo. Every her time. hair was so bad. Fucked up. Like, babe, I was twisting. My fingers is killing me, but she loves it. And I'm like, damn, I I, I outdid myself. Your soul leaves your fucking body. You look at this shit like, what the fuck do she expect for me to do? Bitch, I am a stylist, not not a magician. magician. (laughs) And I'm glad you said that just now because you brought up a good point that I wanted to. So can you talk about how how doing hair over a long period of time has a negative effect on the body 
because every stylist that I've had a conversation mm. with complains about so some type of pain. Oh yeah, yeah. So bad. Fingers. I'm so mad my lady couldn't be here. I love feet. you, D. So yeah. bad. Yeah, she, oh. she Shout doing out to right She's she literally working it. right now. Get into it. Shout out to D. Um, so bad, man. And I've been doing hair since I'm 36. I've been doing hair since I was 13. Body is fucked up. The back, the hands. I was in a hospital. I was in a hospital last month. Your feet too long. Yeah, I was in a hospital for last last month. I woke up and I couldn't move, Mm. and I still went to work because and it and it's conflict within your relationship. Yeah. Because to my boyfriend, I don't give a fuck about nobody. I don't give a fuck about nothing. My girl is hurting. That's it. Fuck work. Fuck shop. Fuck business. Fuck everything. But. My shop is my baby, it's like a, and I don't have any children, so my shop is my child. That's it to me. Mm-hmm. So I literally still went to work and could not move this entire side of my body. I couldn't bend down. Well, let me say this. I wasn't supposed to. I was literally fighting through it. My mom works with me. Came in, and she went into mommy mode. What's wrong with you? And I'm really trying to push it up because I don't want nobody to know I'm in pain and I had to go to the hospital and I had to stay in there overnight mm. and then they, you know they gave me a shot and I had to go get massages so to everybody yeah. else it's it's a luxury for me it's a necessity because my knot is constantly uh, 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 knotted up I wake up and my hands are like this throbbing yeah no Caputano they're is... cramped oh okay like they lock they're jointed, like literally. I wake up and I can't move it. Like my boyfriend has to. Yeah, you. I'm. I, that's that's Travis. I'm in there. They have to pull it out. But so it's 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 hard on the body. My legs, my knees, internally. I just had a badass cough. Like I have to use an inhaler now. Like literally, I have to use an inhaler. Yeah. Like it's I crazy. I always look at hairstylists like because my friend is. A- she makes good money from it. Jazz did that. Shout out to my bitch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was just like, damn, that's a lot of money. You charge, you charge hundred dollars a head. You could do fucking five heads a day. Cause she used to be, you know, some have knocking them down like that. I'm like, that's fine. I'm like, damn, that's a lucrative business. But I never thought about what y'all go through, you know, physically. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I thought it was just her, but like everybody else that I've spoken to that does hair has I salute the stylist pain somewhere. I salute the stylist that could go out. I be fucking exhausted. I see the young girls on Instagram like, how the fuck are y'all out? Right. And I wasn't, for me, like, so let me say this. It's just no shade. No shade. Let me say it again. This is no shade against any stylist out here. But for me, I didn't come into the industry where you getting one, two, three hundred dollars a head. I ain't coming to it. I had to hustle for this shit. I'm doing real people here where you getting 45, 55, 65, but they're consistent. So, I feel like sometimes these younger girls, y'all don't got the right to cry. Mm. Give it to them. I don't feel like they earned that. Fuck you crying for. It's easy when you could do three, four heads a day and you getting two, three hundred a pop. Yeah. Fuck you crying for. Because you worked for less. I worked for less. Harder for less. Harder. 
I was a bitch. I was the first one in, the last one out. I was the motherfucker starting at 6, not leaving till 12, 1. Ask anybody I worked with. And I always had to pay. Let me say that. I never worked in my home. Ever. I've always worked in a shop where I had to pay. So imagine I made $1,000 this week, but I'm only going home with 600 So for some girls, when you work it in your living room and you get to go with this bread, you can't cry like me. We don't got the same tears, beloved. We don't. So a lot of girls, when you've been doing that shit for one, two, three years, fuck you crying for? Profession you chose. Man up. Dave. That's it. Dave. I've been doing this shit since I was 13 and I'm 36. So you know why I don't have the same hustle story? Because I earned this shit. So when you see me not working the, 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 the 16 hours I usually work, that's because I earned this shit. So now when I'm charging you this and I'm charging you that, it's because I earned this shit. But for some of the girls that come in and they just now, when they want to talk about my back, first of all, you like 22. <laughs> why the fuck your back hurt? <laughs> I know why my shit hurt at 36, 37. Because I've been doing it since I've been 13. Doing it. But you just started. Last month. Pandemic. Or you just started a good two, three, four years ago. Why you hurting? What you hurting for? And that's really how I look at it. No disrespect to nobody else. But that's really how I view the shit. Imagine you work in construction and this man been doing this shit since he was 19. Here he is, 55, and you just started last year. And when you come to work and you like, oh, I'm so tired. That man gonna look at you like, nigga, hey, shut the fuck the up. The audacity. <laughs> audacity. Shut the fuck up. Right. So some girls I can relate to and some I can't. Yeah. I've been doing it a lot longer than them. Mm, okay. Mm. A lot. She hit, She hot now. I got two questions, Asia, but if you got something, it's your, you know, it's your show, so you got something you want to say real quick. Oh, you trying? No, go ahead first. All right. <laughs> so we, um, we've been, in, we've been introducing this conversation a lot. Um, the customers always, we, like, we want to change the narrative of the customers always right. They are not. And we don't believe in that, right? They are not. So we usually always tell a story. So because my lady isn't here, I want to advocate for her. Mm-hmm. And so one day she comes to me, hey. Bitch, let me tell you about this bitch, right? So I'm like, what's she? So I'm ready. I'm getting a little defensive. I'm like, ah, what's she do, babe? Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm listening. But you know, I don't want to hear this shit. But so mm-hmm. she getting her shit up. So she like, yo. So this girl comes to me asking me about my price. So I give her my price. And her price is her price. You want to go to her, DM her, check with her. She gives her her price. Let's just, I'm going to make up a price. Let's just say her price is $150, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's to be true. Go find out. House, um, House of Meraki, LLC. So she gives her a price of 150. So the girl says, "Okay, well, you know, that's cool, but let me go check with the you know, the Africans at the African shop." Oh, so she God, go check with I them. Can... They I give her a cheap they give her a cheaper price. Well, why are you charging 150 and they charging 120 or 100 at the African shop? And Didi get mad like, "Yo, hold the fuck up." Like, let me explain something to you. Like, what you're not going to do is try, to, is try to barter and compare prices. Like, this is my price. And that's it. This is not price accuracy. You can't go in. I'm not Target and stay not Walmart. You can't go in Target like, yo, uh-uh. this PlayStation is 300 Yo, mm-hmm. I want it for mm-hmm. 3 It's not like that. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So she got a little upset with that. Not only that, I think that people have the narrative of working out of your home. People are really starting to discredit women who work out of their home. Mm-hmm. 
when if you have a built establishment and clientele and you uh-huh. have and you work professionally, mm-hmm. that shouldn't matter. You know it what I'm saying? Not. It should not. So let me say this. Um, what should matter is how you carry yourself, your work ethic, true. what you do, your skill, and your skill, your profession. So. Don't discredit what she does no. because she works in a home and she's charging this price. Absolutely but not. you got three Africans over here, char- you know what I'm saying, charging you this price in a shop. And you feel as though, oh, they're more credible because they're in a shop. No. But your work, you, you might even not even, you might even not even get the same braids, my no. nigga. Like, so, At all. Yeah. So, but go ahead. Let me say this, right? For me, it's, it's kind of like a two-part thing. So for me, right, um... I don't. I don't think you should be discredited. Because wherever the fuck I work, my price is going to remain the same. Exactly. Whether I'm in the shop. Especially when I now, hold it down. my price is a little different because I have an overhead. Yeah. You know? Well, I, I was, got two overheads. Yeah. Well, I was just giving that price just no, hypothetically. No, that no, wasn't. No, of course. Yeah, I'm saying just pricing in general. Okay. I have two overheads. So for me, for this person that's charging this, you have one rent. You got one PSCNG. Mm-hmm. You got one cable. You got one this. For me, I got two. I got the store in my house. I got two rents. I got two PSENG. Store in my house. I got two cables. Exactly. I got two foods because I got to eat when I'm here. Sometimes I buy my staff lunch. Sometimes I'm, I got to go food shopping. I might got to do this. Now, praise the God, I got a boyfriend that is, you yeah. know, good to me. <laughs> but that is still very new yeah. for me. I was always the, the, the breadwinner in majority of my relationships. So... When it comes to, I don't have a problem with people pricing because they're home. I have a problem now with how people pricing and what they offer. That's my problem now. Okay. So, I may I have people that come to me all the time that question my pricing, and I I'm a firm believer in you stand on your shit. If you charge one fifty and you feel like your work is worth one fifty, stand on that shit. But on the flip side of things, there are people that lack shit. I get so annoyed now that people come in and they're like, or they call me and or text me and they'll be like, "Should I wash my hair? Should I do this? Should I do that? Should I do this?" And I'm tripped out because, again, I'm raised from a salon. Right. That's fucking automatic. Yo. Thank you. That's all the fucking First of all, I don't know who needs to hear this. Legally, (laughs) legally. See, when you really like license up in this shit, legally, state board regulations, you have to wash their hair. Mm. Period. I don't even know why the fuck bitches don't want to wash somebody's hair. I don't know what the fuck you was doing before you got here. I don't know what. Infectious the disease you may have. That's a fact. I don't know if you have this where you just laid your head. I don't know shit. But you willing to let a motherfucker sit in your chair? What well, whatever. Don't know what they wash with. You don't even know what you're what you which you may be um sensitive to. Mm-hmm. You don't know what you're allergic to. You don't know what they used. So now they gotta sit in your chair. Now you touch them. Like it's so much shit. Your comb, everything. So now I have a problem with the fact that you're asking me to pay you three hundred dollars, and I gotta come to your I gotta come to your house with my shit washed, blow dried, braided, parted. What the fuck am I paying you for? Yeah. 
what am I paying you for? That's how I have a problem because I come from a time where to get your hair done was an experience. Yes. yes. And that was the whole thing. It was therapy. It was everything. So there, that argument isn't justifiable to over here. That person's argument was just a bitch that was mm. cheap and was looking to negotiate a yeah, price. Exactly. Well, let me... I, I'm glad you said that, right? Because Didi was mad. It wasn't so much that they were negotiating the price. Didi had to explain, like, bitch, this is the experience. I'm not explaining shit. Right? She don't got to explain No, no, that. not to her. She was she was venting to me now. She's telling me now. Oh, okay. So I'm telling the listeners, the females that are, you know, the new listeners mm -hmm. and the men, right? Listen, this is, this is the experience. You come into my house. I'm washing your hair. Now, all of a sudden... Hey, I'm thirsty. Can I get a water? Oh, nah. You, you ain't come here to You know drink. what I'm saying? Hey, uh, can I smoke? Can I take a break? No. Can I get something to eat? Yeah, no. I might bring right. my kids. Can you can know. my kids play with your kids? Mm -hmm. Oh, we a daycare now. You know, I make jokes. Can I get a snack? No. Can my kid get a snack? Uh-uh. And so, Didi is accommodating. Right. But that's why that price is that price. And that's where? And you gonna understand that. And that's Because where? when you go into the African shop, nigga... You're going to have to buy your water, D D buy your food. D you ain't taking no breaks. Didi, this is Bella talking. <laughs> Baby girl. Nah, she... Don't explain shit. Yeah. No, she you wasn't explaining your, to them. She was explaining your, to me. Right. But even then, I stopped even explaining that shit to my man. Yeah. Because I'm at a place where I know my worth. Somebody came to me and asked me to do their wedding. Right? Mm -hmm. So she was like, oh, you know, I want you to do my wedding. Okay, cool. So she was like, can I set up for a consultation? Okay, cool. Well, this is my pricing for the consultation. Well, why do I have to pay you for a consultation? What do you mean? You requested it. Well, don't everybody get it? No. Everybody don't. When you request it, then you'll, you know, I'll give you a price for it. What do you mean everybody don't get a consultation? Because you're coming to me. So mm -hmm. you seek me out because you already know what I'm capable yeah. of doing. I'm not trying to sell myself to you. You know what I'm capable of doing, which is why you reached out to me. Now, had I came to you and asked you to do your wedding, then that give me grounds to have to prove something to you. Mm -hmm. I don't got to prove shit to you yeah. at all. So for those that are comfortable in their space, don't explain shit. Nothing. That's, That's how I was coming last week. That's what I was trying to say. No, nah, I knew that. You feel me? But we had a different perspective. But Lanisha works in, mm -hmm. um, she works in like customer. Uh, customer service yeah, it's, it's, and the it's, company where yeah. she has to be accommodated yes but i was like look honey not a custom i listen i accommodate people when you come to me act like you're doing them a favor i mean like they're doing you a favor by coming mm -hmm. to supporting you, you supporting you no i'm doing you a favor i'm providing you a service and you're paying me mm -hmm. not only that you came to me like you said you came to me because you heard word of mouth right you were recommended mm -mm. i was recommended to you and you you heard i did a good job so now it's up to you to yeah. When I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Okay. I'll I'll adjust it. I've always, I've accommodated people. I've you know I've I've been like super late at certain situations. I'll be like, listen, I'm super professional. I'll I'll shoot you a a text or a call. Most of the time, I'm trying to call you because some things some things can't be delivered via text or via DM. Yeah. So I'll shoot you a call. Listen. I apologize for any type of inconvenience. You know, moving forward, this will never happen again. Mm -hmm. Let it be me or my stylist. You know, but when you come in, I'll definitely give you this off of that. Sometimes you might got to swallow that pill and be like, listen, this one is on me when you're wrong. Okay. But when I'm fucking right, you're a duck. 
That's it. All right, so we're running. This is my last question, and I'm gonna start with you, Asia, because we just went on a rant. I want to get, I want to get your perspective. My last thing is, uh, do y'all stay in y'all own lane, or do y'all do? Well, no, I'm gonna ask it better. Do y'all get upset when people fuck the game up in y'all lanes? Okay, Asia, you have your hands in multiple <sighs> things. This whole bottle of okay, water. you're dealing with, you know, you're dealing with credit, right? But there are some people who will take your information. They will scam a nigga. They will take it. They will take information from people, and all uh-huh. they do is dispute, uh, dispute some shit, right. and then give you your shit back. Now the person calling that person for three months, like, yo, ain't shit change. Right. But whatever your lane, you have multiple lanes. Yes, so, do. do you get up? Do you get offended when people fuck the game up for you? Because that makes it harder for you. And speak on that. People fucking the game up versus how you do business. Yes. Then I'm gonna ask you to do the same. Mm-hmm. And we out of here after that. So, one. I'm going to start with, with the hookah. Okay. Um, Don't drag it on, nigga. I want to go home, uh, too, though. Uh, <laughs> fuck, nigga. How do I do that? You know, I, like, <laughs> ramble on. Okay, let me pick one. No, you could talk about them. Just, you you know how you get, so. <laughs> I know. Um, so you got multiple businesses. Let them know right. you got hats. You wear multiple hats. So, but I am very big on, like, like, integrity when it comes to my business. So... I very I accommodate you know my customers and I'm very um knowledgeable about anything that I'm putting my name behind. So yes, I do hate when people fuck the game up. In particular, we we could talk about we could talk about the credit the okay. credit. You like you said they got there there are people who are private companies or whatever they charge a fee and they do like qu- quick credit repair like some right fast shit and then I'm. Everybody don't know officially that I do credit repair because okay. that's not how I market it. But any business but, you have. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I lost my chain of thought. Son. <laughs> Stop smoking. Yeah, take a break. <laughs> no, no. I'm saying, um, People fuck the game up with credit the credit. Repair. You got private oh, companies. Yeah, oh, the, so, boom. So, yeah. My price is what? Like, for the sign-up fee, is like one something. Um... If you want to be uh, have a certain package like three something the most, that's very cheap. Uh, um, but it takes time. Um, so you got people that are like, oh, well, this person over here says that if I pay him six hundred dollars, that my my credit is gonna go up like immediately or whatever. And it, there are people that do shit like that, but it's like a quick fix. Like if you want to apply for something right now and you want your shit to be good right now, they could do it. I don't know what that way is, but I'm like, okay, this company is have. This, 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 that, and the third to offer is a legit company. It's a Fortune 500 company. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, right. you rather give your money to right. someone that's telling you they can it's fix a quick your fix. credit. I'm like, if it was that easy, everybody would have good credit, everybody. sir. Like, everybody would just pay that fee and be good. Everybody. Like, the fuck? Like, everybody. That's just, my thing is, if you want to fuck with me, I say, if you want to fuck with me, go fuck with me. You go over there, deal with them. But they usually always, you know, they come back. Mm-hmm. My thing is with this company is that you just got to do the work. Okay. They get they think that you have to send out their papers and do everything for them. They think that they just pay the, the subscription in. With this company, FES, they pay the subscription and you supposed to, the credit's supposed to be fixed. I'm like, no, them people over there that do it, it's not like that. This company, mm-hmm. this is how it is. We send you your letters in the mail. You got to send them out with a copy. You got to do the work. Nobody... Wants to do the work. They feel like that now. I'm paying to fix my credit. I shouldn't have to do shit. I'm that person. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. Nothing. I want to just give me a price and you do everything. I don't care. 
Right. I don't want to do nothing. I don't See, know me, that. I but that's okay I would if help. you have your paperwork in order. You still got to do stuff, too. Yeah. People just think, hey, I paid you. It, it's, it, make sure it's done. Why I got to do that? Because you got to have your paperwork in order. How the fuck am I supposed to do that for you? paperwork, but like, I can't give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what, but, but people don't even get their paperwork in order. You be like, yo, I'm still waiting on your paperwork. Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to yeah. give you everything. I'm yeah, going yeah. to okay. everything. Okay. Look, I just, just as busy as you guys are, we are, too. We are, I, I we're talking to multiple people throughout the day. People who are now, like, they feel like their lives are like entangled mm-hmm, with your like you because it's more than just uh we fixing credit same thing how you are right, you right, extend yourself right. to your customers so so do i so people ask me questions that have you know nothing to do with like other it'll go into other financial mm-hmm. shit mm-hmm. and i'm like i should get a check for that too yeah absolutely but yeah absolutely. because now i'm you just you just asked me you, i'm an advisor for everything. Life at this point. Yeah. yeah all right Mish, like, you got it Tell me, how they fucking the game up? Yeah. And I and I and I kind of got it, you know. I got it. I got a feel for you because, like I said, my lady's in the right. same field, so I know. So but. I think you know what's crazy because it's not just hair. I think it's the the game of artistry, period. Mm-hmm. Because when you talk about um, hairstylists and you have to speak of makeup artists, you have to speak of fashion designers, you have to speak of stylists, you have to speak of all those people, and um. People feel like we're the easiest game to get into. So I feel like they fuck up the game because they think once they've created one thing, they've earned the right to a title. So girls who think that they've sold one weave or they've glued one track, now you can sit with me Mm. and say I'm a stylist. You're not. You may be capable of completing this, but it doesn't make you a stylist. You haven't educated yourself. You haven't earned that right. You haven't earned that title. So now you come in. And somebody like me who understands the 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 severity of how women, especially women of my culture, are now fucking their hair up, not because they're doing it personally, because they're sitting in someone's chair who hasn't educated themselves themselves on the the healthier side of things and don't know how to fucking tell you no you can't get this no we can't bleach you to platinum no we can't put this glue in your hair no you can't get this frontal no you can't get this closure it's not good for you now when they do it anyway and they shit get fucked up who chair they sit in yours mm-hmm. can you fix my hair i don't know why oh i went God, to i don't, I don't know, know why happened. i went to denisha i tried to let her do my hair for 50 dollars. i should have and you sitting there like yo but it be the ones that yeah. it, and it, it be from the people that got the most tiktoks mm. the most followers right the most likes the most oh she fucked my shit up look check me out and they in my chair that next week mm-hmm. with no edges no nothing See, in order to be a stylist, it means you can do anything. Mm. Anything. Not just as one thing. See, people are so gonna hold on becoming Don't uh, sell it, tell a it. jack of all trades, but they've yet to become a master of one. Mm. Ooh, I wanted to talk about that. That was on the list. Don't sell it, tell it. We can, That's we a problem for me. So where I think they're fucking the game up is they're not educating themselves more because they're in a rush to get on fucking Instagram. They're in a rush to get on Snap. They're in a rush to get on Facebook. They're in a rush to do fucking TikToks. 
but yet y'all fucking us up. And then it's people like us, and it's not too many of me's out here anymore, unless you're older. When you're mm-hmm. talking about the Moniques, the my moms, the you know, the, the those that earned they shit, that really earned they shit because of these young girls. My competition is no more of the woman that's really perfecting her craft. It's her over there that could lay a baby here or three or two or one. And that's the sad part. Because now after you've done all of that and that shit come back, now she got to sit in my chair. And now I got to explain to her why the fuck her hairline is back here for one cute style, for one cute picture. So for me, it's fucked up. And that's just not just hair. I mean, that's artistry, period. Motherfuckers that think they could put a name on a t-shirt, they're a, they're, they're a fashion oh, designer. Uh, <laughs> or if they could emulate uh, a picture they seen, you know, somebody do that they're a fashion, they're a fashion stylist. Yeah, you're a photographer, no. man. <laughs> you're not a stylist. You're not a designer. You just got a connect with somebody that could print a fucking t-shirt for you. You know how to work bizarre. You know how to work Photoshop. That's what that means. So they fuck up the game like that. If that's what you do, if you're looking for a quick hustle, I take that. I can respect you telling me, listen, I just need to make some bread. Mm. Oh, why? Cool. Get, get your bag. But don't think you could sit next to me and be like, I'm a stylist and I'm going to just take that. I had somebody say to me, oh, but what they don't eat don't make you shit. Yeah. It make my stomach hurt. <laughs> Watching somebody yeah. do what I do that I had to bust my ass in, mm-hmm. that I had to earn the respect of motherfuckers, yeah, that shit rubbed me the wrong way. I might don't say nothing because I'm old and grown as fuck. And I got other people that, you know, the, the hardest title I'd ever take on was mentor. The hardest title. Ooh. That shit it come is. with a lot of L's. And when I say L's, I mean you out and somebody try you and you can't react the way you naturally react because you got eyes on you. Mm-hmm. And you just was preaching to them about don't do this, don't do that. You got to act like this. You got to move like that. Now you got to actually do everything you preach. Whew. That's the hardest shit ever. So I look to these people and I'm like, yo, you don't even know what come with my title and you fucking everything up. You making this shit harder for me. I like the uh I like the definition of boss that you gave before we recorded. Say that shit again. <laughs> that shit was fire. People think the definition of a boss is somebody that you know is it that that's in business of something, whatever it may be. That's not a boss. A boss is when you can put people in a better position. When you're when you're the the the, the sole provider of the people around you to eat. That's when you're a boss. I didn't become a boss until now. People always used to be like, oh, you a boss, Bella, you da da da. Nah, when I say, when I, when I, and I mean, I jokingly say that, but I mean that shit. When I say they call me bossed up, Bella, that's because I literally make sure that everybody around me is good. I don't give a fuck if I gotta sacrifice myself. I may not eat this week, but everybody around me, ain't, other motherfuckers ain't gonna be hungry. You could bet that one. I put my bottom dollar on that. All my girls gonna be good. I don't care what I gotta do, how hard I gotta go, how 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 hard I gotta grind. Shout out to Prisha, shout out to Denasia, shout out to Kara, shout out to fucking Ra. Those that's my team. 
they gonna be good. I don't give a fuck. And I think that that comes into you building a, 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 a team around you is taking care of the people because if someone is feeling like they're not eating, then there's room for, you know, fake shit to go on. And where there's no trust. Absolutely. And and, and you, you can't have a solid team. And then, like you said, you won't be able to go on and live your life and trust that your business no, is wow. in good hands while you're not physically there because that's the end goal. You want to be able to spend time with your boyfriend and your family and want to be that's the real definition of a boss see a boss is an example people put too much empowerment and they put too much money they put it they put a price tag on what a boss is you may not even see the money you really want to see to be honest with you real bosses take losses that's a fact for the sake of their team sometimes bosses don't eat for the sake of their team i think being a boss has to do with your impactfulness on the people Absolutely. You. So you definitely it's can be a boss. People looking up to you. I like that. You definitely could be a boss. Money is that doesn't even play a role Can't in that. Can't put a pack that, that shit is That shit is a given. I tell people, on what I do, yo, you gonna make money. It's like mm-hmm. a hustler. You gonna make money. If you know how to get to it, you gonna always make money. Money always gonna come. But I understand that in being a boss, I gotta be able to look myself in the fucking mirror, yo. It's motherfuckers that can't look themselves in the mirror and really see who they are. Not who they've built in their brain right. of who they, they, you know, who they portray themselves to be via social media. But no, can you really get up in the morning and look at yourself and be like, yo, I'm good. People around me good. My family good. My clients is good. Don't don't hit me with the I'm a boss because you, you, you doing this. Like, who eating around you? Cause you could buy a, you could buy a pair of Balenciagas, or you could take a picture of fucking boomerang at Saxon Fifth. Like that make you a boss? Cause you could buy shit. Or cause you started a business and don't work for nobody. But don't please please don't put my blood pressure up. <laughs> like you said, you want to go home. Don't start there. No, nah, no, I'm like, just saying. You said I don't you want to go home. Stay. Don't start me. Like you 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 started a business, but that ain't make you a boss. That ain't a boss. Yeah. And you know how easy it is to go online and start to get an LLC. And I wish more people would do it. Honestly, I wish more people. I wish more people knew oh, wait, how easy it was. Oh yeah. Okay, you guys. So today, right. today so we wrapping up with this. Today, I got my very first business credit card today under Be a Beauty and the Beast LLC. Clap yeah. it up. Black excellence. I'm the first person in my family to ever do some shit like that. Nice. And I am no longer going to have to foot the bill for my business. I'm going to get rich on these niggas' backs, and I'm going to let my right. cash work for me. I know Kiriana. that's right. That's right. So, it's a lot of good shit happened to you with and, the haircut. Oh yeah, and, and yeah. look out. The haircut just... Yeah, this, look out cut, for, Bella. Yo, the haircut changed. Although, although I introduced myself as Bella Cut Lounge the next couple of months, I got to look out for B. Carter's space. Okay. B. Carter, B. Carter's event space. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's coming, too. That's crazy. Listen, okay. I'm all about... you. Yo, you got... You pandemic ain't tea shit else, huh? Oh, yeah. Listen, I'm gonna need all of that. But, you know, if pandemic ain't teach you shit else, yo, that shit taught you how to teach you how to fucking level up, man. That's a fact. That's, mm. I think that shit put the world back against the wall. Mm. You gotta get it. Oh, this was dope, yeah, guys. Yeah, ladies, thank y'all. I, I want to thank y'all for coming. As always, I want to thank Asia for putting this together. We missing some females, but I'm just, I knew this, like, 
I read energy well. So I knew once you came in, you looked me in the eye when you spoke to me. You shook my hand. We talked, like, and then two seconds, of I'm like, all right, this is going to work. Right. Like, this is going to, because I know, I know how people, I say to my lady all the time, like, yo, podcasts are not for everybody. Because some people don't know how to talk. Right. Some people don't know how to hold a conversation. Right. Some people don't know how to articulate. Right. They know how to talk, but they know how to right. talk their shit. You know what I mean? Right, right, so, right. Some people don't know how to keep the conversation going. Listen, so, listen. That's this a was, get, it's an art this was super in itself. Dope. But y'all created the vibe, yeah. you know? Yeah. You also got to create a certain level of comfortability. Yeah. You know, y'all made me comfortable because yeah. I'm, I'm not... I'm comfortable because this is what I do. I yeah. gotta talk That's in a, a shop, which is how me and Asia connected. Right, you know like, what I mean? Just like yeah, I be yeah. talking. <laughs> oh, when I'm when I'm in the shop, I'm over. That's that's my I, stage. I notice things like that, like instantly, because right. many people aren't like that. And so uh-huh. you know, some mm-hmm. times I find myself dumbing myself down. But I'm like, she's mm-hmm. asking questions about the hookah business and all this shit. I'm like, right, come talk to me on on, a, mm. on the mic. Yeah, <laughs> shit's crazy. I'm nosy as hell. So let's wrap mm-hmm. this shit up. Um. This episode of Beauty and the Beast, the female empowerment. What is this? The what are we gonna name this one? The wealth and I don't know. Beauty and we'll figure it out. We'll fi- yeah, we'll figure it out. But this me. this episode was brought to you by the I don't know who needs to hear this podcast. I'm your main man, Goldie Rube, Goldie Fats. And it's your girl Asia Lee. It's your girl Bella. And I want to thank y'all again for coming. Call us up if you want to request. Number is one eight hundred A.